This podcast may contain coarse language and dark humour and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Come on, boy. Get up. You're going to die in bed. That's what my papa used to yell at me when I tried sleeping past 7am when I stayed with him as a kid. I didn't appreciate it then, but he's kind of got a point. I probably am going to die in bed. Shit. I'm going to die full stop. We all are. So what are you waiting for? Get up, you dickhead. You're gonna die in bed. Friends, welcome to You're Going to Die in Bed, a mildly morbid Monday morning motivational podcast for creatives who struggle with their mental health. My name's Al, and I've struggled with garden variety mental health issues like depression and anxiety since I was a tot. Getting up can be really hard, and I think most of us could use all the help we can get. This podcast is designed to motivate, entertain, or simply distract you from your morning blues. This week, I talk about backing yourself and positive self-talk. I share some uplifting news, and I finish off by talking to Zared Wilson of the Whanganui Chronicle about what's getting him out of bed. But first... Oh, sweetheart, I know what it's like to look downstairs and you look at your foof and all you see is a prickle bush after a forest fire. You're not as young as you used to be, but you can feel as good as you used to when you come and see me, Sally, from Sally Senior's Moon Singe. I'll singe all those grey hairs right off your foof and give you the confidence you need to go out and find a nice young man and ride him into the sunset. Sally Senior's Moon Singe, singeing the hairs off your minge, giving a trim to the fringe on your minge, Sally Senior's Moon Singe. I've always been a fan of self-deprecating humour. Perhaps as a Pakia, it's my English roots that have drawn me to appreciate the personal degradation carried out on stage by British comics like John Richardson, James Acaster and Richard Aowadi. It usually demonstrates a sense of security and an ability to not take oneself too seriously. Great comedy, I think, while often nonsensical, ludicrous and exaggerated, has an element of truth usually highlighting an often unobserved universal occurrence in thought or action. And that's why self-deprecating humour is great, because we all feel a bit shit about ourselves sometimes. We all have insecurities that we try to keep hidden in the dark, but humour can be the tool to briskly unbatten the hatches and let the light flood in. It reminds us of the universal nature of the human experience and teaches us that there's no need to hide our shit in the closet. And that's a big part of the co-papa or founding principle of this podcast, to be vulnerable for the sake of reminding people that none of us have got it together. But while I'll never grow tired of self-deprecating humour, genuine self-deprecation is not productive in the least. It turns people off, it can ruin potential opportunities, and it leaves you feeling like a sack of flaccid dicks. I cannot stress enough the importance of backing yourself, standing up for yourself, and not taking shit from anyone, especially yourself. A picture of positive mental health includes a positive self-image, and every time you talk about how bad you are at something, or what a failure you are, your self-image deteriorates faster than your grandpa's erection. While no one has ever explicitly given me this feedback, I'm certain I've missed out on opportunities because of my, at times very public, low self-esteem. 
I've no idea what the fuck the psychology is behind it, but it's almost as if I think that if I can come across as an unlucky victim of life, that people will give me a shot through the sheer force of pity. I remember when I first started being interested in girls that this was my go-to tactic. God forbid I come across as someone who actually valued themselves. I'll just get them to see how weak and useless I am and surely they'll feel sorry for me, enough to date me. Add to the mix the Kiwi trademarked tall poppy syndrome, where you're taught that you're a knob for expressing any awareness of your talents and achievements, and you've got a surefire recipe for making a batch of downer donuts. It's hard, because even though I'm aware of this, it's such a deeply ingrained MO for me, that whenever I'm feeling low, I just start spewing out negative self-talk, no doubt subconsciously digging for positive reassurances and the gifts and attention of people who are motivated by pity. It's kind of fucked up, but when I introspect, I think I actually desire bad things to happen to me. For whatever reason, I crave the attention that comes with personal tragedy, and in the absence of real bad things in my life, I start shredding myself apart in order to create a pitiable experience. Anyway, that's probably something I should explore with a psychologist. Let's get back on track. Whatever our reasons for talking shit about ourselves, the bottom line is, it's no good. Recruiters don't give jobs to Debbie Downers, people don't date people who wouldn't date themselves, and a third example to finish this sentence would go here. So, what's the alternative? Well, I thought you'd never ask. As cliche as it is, you've got to start learning to be a good friend to yourself. Unless you're really mean-spirited, I doubt you'd say any of the negative things that you say to yourself to anyone else. If you catch yourself thinking something super dark about yourself, try and challenge it. If you're thinking, no one likes me, remind yourself of the times that people have said and done things that clearly shows that they do. It might be hard when your brain's working overtime to put forward a strong case that you're a piece of shit. But if you persist, there's no doubt that you'll be able to find some evidence to the contrary. Secondly, I think we all just need to be a little more self-aware and stop trying to be people that we're not. If you're a fish that wants to fly, of course you're going to feel inadequate when you watch the birds circle overhead. But when you accept that you weren't made to take to the sky and realise that instead you can swim like a motherfucker, you begin to act in accordance to your design and you'll feel much better. Entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk thinks people shouldn't give a moment's thought to their weaknesses. Rather, they should not just double, but triple down on their strengths. So what if you can't sing like an angel? Maybe A, you can write awesome songs so that doesn't matter, or B, you're an excellent pianist who could be incredible if you just focused your energy there. Maybe you can't draw very well, but your eye for composition means you can take photos like a boss. You could spend the hours it would take to improve your drawing, or you could go all in on photography and have an awesome career doing it. Not a confident speaker, but have things to say? You could be an excellent writer. There's countless examples, and regardless of what you may have been telling yourself, you are good at something. In doing this, not only are you not wasting time on pursuits that may not be the best use of your skill set, but mentally, you're not giving the time of day to the things that you can't do well, which is really helpful when you're trying to create a better self-image. Lastly, sometimes you just need to fake it till you make it when it comes to confidence and self-esteem. Tell yourself that you're hot shit, even if you don't feel it. Make a point of reminding yourself of the things that you can do well, and reflect upon past successes and achievements. If you tell yourself something enough, you'll eventually believe it, which is the very mechanism that makes negative self-talk so harmful. So how about it? Stop being a self-deprecating sack of shit and start backing yourself. Be a better friend to yourself and stop giving a fuck about your weaknesses. 
If you don't believe in yourself and realize the value that you have to offer, how can you expect anyone else to? You've got shit to do, boys and girls. You don't have time to be cutting yourselves off at the knees. Welcome to Uplifting News. That's right. It's Uplifting News, the part of the show where I go to reddit.com slash r slash uplifting news to read some of the more positive headlines uh, circulating the world's media. Um, first one up, meow, more than 50 cats were adopted in 24 hours after a city put out an urgent call. That's very nice. Cats are great. Um, McDonald's uh, getting rid of the McFlurry lids and single-use plastic salad bowls. It's good. Everyone seems to be getting on board with uh, reducing our, our plastic use. Um, five rhinos that were born in European zoos are heading back to Africa. That's very cool. I um, haven't looked at the full article here, but I assume they'll be getting re rehomed in the wild, perhaps, um, which would be great. Um, this is a political one, but I can totally get on board with this. El Elizabeth Warren wants to ban private prisons. She says they have no place in America. Um, well, I mean... They, they currently do. They have a big place. They have a big place all over the world, even in New Zealand. But it's so fucked up to think that people can profit over other people's incarceration. In, incarceration. Um, yeah, real messed up. Um, and one last one. Let's say... Do, 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 do. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Ooh. Millennials are causing the US divorce rate to plummet. Who would have thought? Unless that's just people not getting married. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not reading the article. I'm just reading the headline because I'm a millennial and that's just what we do. Uplifting news. <coughs> you all right? You getting this? You all right, mate? Just let me finish my stubby. Hey, buggers. It's Paul from Paul Gets Pissed with Power Tools. Fuck yeah. The show where I get pissed with some of my favourite power tools. On this week's episode, I'm getting pissed with an angle grinder. Yeah. Call me old fashioned, but my favourite way to cut firewood is with an angle grinder. My fear of choice for angle grinding would have to be GB drive. All that and a whole lot of other shit the missus doesn't like. On this week on Piss Gets Paul with Power Tools. Mama makes me match my M&Ms. Mama, mama, mama. Alrighty. Today on the show, I have Zared Wilson, who is the news director of the Whanganui Chronicle, which is New Zealand's oldest daily newspaper. Um, he also has his own podcast called So Anyway, a podcast, which I was fortunate enough to be a guest on uh, a month or so, maybe a couple of months ago. Uh, anyway, Zared, what's getting you out of bed? Um... At the moment, Cricket World Cup. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, tell me more about <laughs> Look that. Look at your face drop. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's... Sri Lanka beat England this morning. What an upset. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm i probably the worst person to talk to about this. I know. I just this might be you. a short interview. <laughs> um, no, getting out of bed, I don't know. I really struggle with it, to be honest. Yeah, you right. You know, um, I'm a big fan of the snooze button. Mm. You know how, do you have an iPhone? Um, I don't think. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> no, iPhone, send, they've started sending you like these stats every Sunday about your usage. 
right. um, how much time he spent on Facebook, on podcasts, on things. Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's quite arrogant, I think, because their business model is that they use the phone as much as possible. And they send you these stats trying to, you know, cut down your usage. They know right. you're not going to. Anyway, one of the stats is how many times you hit the snooze button. I can get into the 70s. No <laughs> over, way. Over a week. week. Wow. Um, Do you get, they should like send you a little, little prize, little mail out from iPhone saying, well done. So I might try and hit 100 one week. Yeah. Um, Got to have dreams, eh? The point, <laughs> I guess the point there is <laughs> I find it really hard to get up until I absolutely have to. So, I've, I mean, I've tried for years and years to start being a morning person or trying mm. to get up, but I just can't. Having said that, when I have to get up, I always get up. Yeah, right. So what, for you, what constitutes having to get up? Is it, is it work? Work, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, purpose, having something to do, mm. um, whether it, yeah, work or sport, <laughs> like the Cricket World Cup, I can do that. Yeah. No problem. I can get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch football. But, um, yeah. Very cool. Um, so tell us about your history of uh, storytelling, really. Did you, you studied journalism um, straight out of high school, did you? No, not straight out of high school. I uh, went to uni and dropped out. So oh, yeah. I went to uni and studied, I don't know, what Re- everyone does. Represent. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. No, I did the Bachelor of Arts, politics, philosophy, yep. all that bullshit. Yeah, nice. Um, and just didn't, didn't do the exams, didn't do the work, um, and went making coffee for three or four years and then I think it was 2011 I decided to go and study journalism which is what I should have done from the start. And what's your journey um, post-university? Did you get straight into a role at the Chronicle or were you working somewhere else or Uh, um, freelancing? No it's really tough, it was back then really tough to get a job in journalism. Um, Yeah right. It's no secret that they're cutting roles all over the country. Um, so that's, yeah, particularly then it was really hard to get into it. So I had to go wherever and ended up in fielding. Okay. Nice. What, what was going on in fielding? What, what were you reporting about over there? <laughs> uh, the stock sales. The stock sales? Yeah. Like as in livestock? Edna's 100th birthday. Um, right. These are real stories? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Just in say. general, this is the sort of stuff though. Yeah, uh, sure. You know. Whereas the, now you're in the big smoke of Wanganui. <laughs> Yeah. Where um you know signposts get chopped down, <laughs> yeah, and and whatnot. Good story though that one. Yeah, yeah um for those of you who are not in Wanganui, uh, this week uh, a lot of uh, signposts just got sawn down. Mm. How many was it? Twenty six. I came up with my best headline ever, but I decided not to use it. I saw the sign. That's so good. I saw the sign. There we go. Thank you. Opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Yeah, that would have been great. Unfortunately, our readership is you know largely sixty plus. Yeah, so sure. It didn't really work. Yeah, they uh, would have just been like, "What?" The the the, the news director <laughs> saw the signs and he's confessing to it on the front page. Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, I mean, I'm out of questions. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> no, no, go on, carry on. Okay, it's, it's your podcast. Ask questions. Ah, oh, wow. You know, um, if you want to talk about work, though. Yeah, go on. Being a being a Journal or reporter? No, I'm not really a reporter anymore. But being a being a journalist in a small town like this, it's kind of weird. Mm. People kind of, even friends, kind of just—they don't know they're doing it, but they kind of despise your jo- job. And sure. They kind of don't like the institution you. I don't know if 
don't like the right term. But people bag the Chronicle all the time. People bag journalists all the time. Yeah. Well, it's because so really, the most like prominent journalists like have given the profession a bad name. I think, like, in in a way, have they though? Well, maybe not. That's probably a quite a flippant thing to just go out and say. But I think a lot of people think journalism media, and you just think of like paparazzi just getting all up in people's shit, and you're just like, leave. You know, I think around sensitive issues, sometimes, like you just see, there's like can be media harassment, mm. which I'm not saying is what you're doing and I'm not saying I'm not saying that all all media is bad and that journalism is bad but I I think I can get why that there's this overrepresented idea of you know journalists just being these like nosy noddies who'll do anything to get a hot story even if it means like putting families through agony by putting all their dirty laundry out out in the public because the world needs to know and I'm like well maybe they don't yeah, and, and it's just unfortunate that it only takes one incident yeah, totally. for, for the, prof, not the, prof, yeah, the profession, there we go, yeah. to be ruined forever, or or an institution like a newspaper, you know, gets one thing wrong or annoys someone with one article, and that's that's it. Totally. But it's it's super important. I mean, on this, <coughs> on this show, um, I've got uplifting news, because mm. that's, I mean... And not saying that you you can only report happy things like serious stuff needs to be talked about and needs to be reported, but I'm yeah definitely a believer in the power of stories in general. I think they are, are very useful and can be powerful and can be very positive. It's funny because um, I was taking the piss sort of about the kind of stories you <laughs> we reported in the community paper and fielding, yeah, and even the summer ones here, and that's what people a lot of people criticise. I guess the Chronicle for you know there's nothing to read in it. That sort of thing. Um, but that just means those stories aren't important to them. They're important to someone, totally. though. Um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought there. Yeah, so basically newspapers are redundant and out-of-touch uh, sort of format that will probably die in the next 10 years uh, along with all its readership. Was that where you're going? That's a good <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Because this, this thing called the internet came along. <laughs> hey, but we are the internet. We have a website. Yeah, no, I know. No, and and you're adapting, and that's what people need to do. We're trying. Um, oh, do you have you watched Afterlife? Oh yeah, the Ricky Gervais thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a great line on that, which I think is the point I'm trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we because you know how he works for that community newspaper, and he's real down on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, stories he has to cover, like, and the yeah. the stories they come up with for that show are amazing. You know, the, the yes. woman that's making uh, cookies or something out of breast milk. Ah, uh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to make them taste it. And the couple that think they have a baby that looks like Hitler, but that's just because they've oh. drawn the moustache on. <laughs> yes. That's so Ricky Gervais. It's um, so but he's walking out the... He's walking, he's real down on the stories they're doing, and then he has this epiphany that... Because um, I think someone sees themselves in the paper and they're real stoked to be in it. Mm. And he says newspapers are for... Uh, he says, sorry, this newspaper, it's not for reading, it's for being in. Mm. And I think that's kind of what... It's like in a small town, being a journalist. Yeah, sure. Just telling um, people stories, celebrating what they're up to, even the small yeah. things. That's awesome. Well, that feels like a nice, sentimental and warm note to leave it on. Um, after all our tom tomfoolery and prancing about through n nonsense narratives and uh, hungover ramblings. Uh, well, thank you very much for your time, Zared. Thanks for coming all the way over to my studio, which is a good 20 metres from your own. 
Yeah, yeah I'm it's glad a big we trick. glad we got to finish the I guess the podcast swap. Yeah, totally. The yeah, one each. The old podcast trade. Um, if you haven't heard it already, you can find Zara's podcast called So Anyway dot 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 a podcast, uh, which is across all platforms. Um, he's talking to people fairly regularly, sort of weekly to fortnightly. He's putting them out. And, uh, a bit different to this, uh, like a free format, sort of one hour interview um, with, yeah, interesting people. And it's definitely worth checking out. Anyway, cheers, Jared. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. And that's it for episode 10. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, tell your friends, tell Apple Podcasts, tell Spotify. Tell Facebook, tell your mum, tell that cute boy at work. Um, yeah, anyway, have great weeks, make good choices. Um, remember, you're hot shit, you beautiful bastards. I don't know what to do, but really I do. You see, that's the thing about me. These feelings that I hide